Hello and welcome to More Than Balls. As you can probably hear from the dulcet sound of my English tones, this is not Siggy Berger. Uh, my name is Chloe and I work as a producer on the podcast. I'm hosting because we have a, something a little special and personal to Siggy today. So I've been handed the mic. On More Than Balls is Mr. James Thacker, Ziggy's boyfriend. Hello, James. Morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. How did you feel about being told that you were going to be on More Than Balls? I love I love how you phrased it told, not asked. Because that's exactly how it was as well. I was told I was doing... No, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, obviously, I don't get to do things like this very often so always fun and to uh to chat some rubbish for a little while so yeah let's do it yeah well I imagine that actually uh your relationship with Siggy is probably full of a lot of firsts um but we'll get on to that first of all tell us a bit about you James what's your story how did we get to here at all um where do I start so I went to university at Loughborough um during my time uh, at Loughborough I did a placement year with a technology company who I am working for now um, which you know I very much enjoy whilst I am working you know I also try and juggle that with semi-professional rugby so I play for Bishop Stortford Rugby Club um, I've been playing rugby ever since I was eight years old and it's something that is is massive in my life um, you know if, if I'm not working essentially thoughts will be there or in the sport realm um so yeah rugby's massive for me um, and I've had various very cool experiences along my life with rugby and hopefully when lockdown <laughs> finishes whenever that will be rugby will resume um you know we're, we're we're feeling quite pessimistic at the moment about the season resuming this year so we're probably thinking September restart which obviously is a little bit bleak because it will be about a year and a half since I played my last game of rugby by then which uh, is really scary to think about but yeah so that's I mean that's me in a nutshell um I like to think much like Shrek I'm an ogre and I have layers um <laughs> but when you lay it out you're like oh my god wait there's 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 not much I'm too green I'm rugby and I'm tech <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I, I feel like if you let me speak about myself too much, I'm going to ramble on forever. So Okay, okay, well, I'll, I'll interject I'll interject here. Um, so, I mean, the first place we might as well start is at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, how did you meet Ziggy? So, I don't know how happy she will be <laughs> for, me to, for me to talk about it, but... Um, we won't worry about Ziggy's happiness for now. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a really cool story where I spotted her across the bar where she wouldn't have been drinking because she doesn't drink and we locked eyes and I just had to go up and ask for a number unfortunately it was a dating app fortunately unfortunately because if it wasn't for dating apps I wouldn't have met her so there you go um and do you know what it's funny how the human mind remembers things because for about eight months I remember it that I messaged her or somehow, and she didn't, or she let the timer run out, and then I messaged her first on Instagram, and she kind of was going along with that story for the longest time, and then I, I don't know what led me to do it, or she did it, we went back to look at who sent the first message, and it was her, so she let the timer run out on Bumble, I was like, okay, first of all, offended, but, and then <laughs> I, 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 um, I followed her on Instagram, 
because you know you you love to do a little bit of a stalk whenever you you meet someone on a so you know on a dating app it's important to kind of see who you're dealing with um so I followed her and then she she let the timer run out and then straight off the bat it was some really rogue comment about how much England were beaten up by South Africa in the World Cup oh yeah and it was still pretty sore (laughs) because it had happened not you know, like a month before. So, you know, I was like, this this girl is brave, but also has some chat. So that definitely um, initially piqued my interest. And then, yeah, I think a week later, well, I remember the first time I spoke to Ziggy was actually, she FaceTimed me or tried to when I was driving down um, from one of my partner visits with my job. And we spoke for probably about an hour, which... Wow, quite a while. Yeah, and... But you think the first time you ever speak to someone, if you're able to just chat rubbish to them for about an hour, um, I mean, it was mainly her boasting about how many South African rugby contacts she had. <laughs> so I had to listen to how big Sia Khaleesi's arms were and how charming Ebenezerbeth was. So that made me immediately feel massively overwhelmed. <laughs> how on earth am I going to be able to um, compare? But no, it was good fun. And then we set a date. I think I actually um, asked to see her on the Friday um, and it was the Friday before my kind of first first team appearance with my rugby club. So it wasn't going to be a late one and um, I definitely wasn't drinking. So we we met at Dinarama. Um, she was late. Or actually, she, she, uh, she made herself appear late, but... It later turns out that she arrived even earlier than I did. I think I arrived about 20 minutes earlier. Apparently she was just waiting hidden in like the toilets or something. I don't know. So she she didn't want to be late for the date like properly, but she wanted to arrive later than me so she could appear cool. <laughs> and if there's anything to like wrap Ziggy up in a nutshell, I mean, it's just that it's, it was it was funny. Um, How does someone who's six foot two hide? That's something I'm trying to figure out right now. Like, well, she, yeah. you know, take up some presence in a room. But yeah, I think that's a, that's such a beautiful anecdote to describe Siggy. It's like <laughs> yeah. parents, but actually, like, cares so much underneath. Like, oh yeah, massively. She's a big carer. Um, but yeah, we. Just, I remember getting steak and chips, and then we both went drinking, and we just talked for about four or five hours across the table to each other in a very busy dinerama, which no longer exists, which I'm really gutted to hear because oh. it was literally one of my favourite places in London to go to. Um, but yeah, I think when you when you can speak to someone for that long, just chatting rubbish and, you know, she, um, she brought along a autographed picture of her because I think that was something that we joked about as well. So she, I think... She brought along a picture of her and I'd actually brought a Sharpie in my pocket. So oh my she God. signed it right then and there. So yeah, it was good. It was good straight off the bat and we, and we were immediately clicking. Um, and then things, I suppose, over the course of the last year and however it's been, it's, it's moved really quickly um, and largely due to the nature of, of what's been happening. Gosh, that's so romantic. What a lovely story that is. Wow. I mean, it's just so clear that you guys have chemistry. That's a such a beautiful thing. But yeah. I have to know uh, at this point, 
because I, I obviously could hear from the from your chat that rugby was mentioned. But at what point does Siggy mention when she meets somebody that she plays netball? Is it like straight off the bat or? <laughs> I don't think he even needs to because it's just plastered everywhere all over social media and on her Instagram page. It was it was pretty clear to see that she was a bit of a big deal. And I think it's one of those things that when you're initially speaking to someone, you do try and find some common ground. And one of the things that really interested me and Ziggy at the start was the fact that she was so interested in sport and she took it you know to such a high level and um something that really resonated and we could relate to each other by so um yeah we did talk about that quite a bit and yeah it was just really cool to find out more about her world I was really interested I mean at the start I know I knew very very little about netball I know a smidge more now um I try and understand it the best I can but yeah it was kind of me just in awe just learning about her kind of netball experiences and, and all of this kind of stuff and um yeah it so you're very, yeah, very much an outsider to netball then so you've kind of had this quite um I imagine weird experience getting to know this sport did you go did you have girls at your school did you go to uh, yeah school? yeah so I, it was mixed all the way up until sixth form when I moved um to an all-boys school um okay. and you know I was familiar with netball sort of um I remember watching some intramural stuff at Loughborough but not really understanding what was going on but also you don't really get you know the, the quality wasn't there let's just say that yeah. um yeah. when I was introduced to international netball and it's something that I'd never watched on tv and I, I got I went along to some of her games in the Nations Cup in January it was just completely different level to what I was expecting I was absolutely blown away by it and it's fascinating i'm i am genuinely really into netball um it's it's obviously a lot you know more compelling to watch when ziggy's playing because i've a bit more of a vested interest um but yeah it was, and also it was super bizarre cheering on south africa when they were playing i was africa. about to say as a proud english rugby man it must be quite hard to cheer on south africa <laughs> well i remember um so they played in the nation's cup I can't remember whether it was before that she had the... Yeah, I think it was before that they played England in South Africa. So she was away for a while, um, which was especially weird. It was so early in, you know, when we'd got to meet each other. And so we were still kind of in the courting stage and she was in a different country. So we were FaceTiming whenever she had a spare moment, which was was interesting. But I remember vividly she was playing, I think, in the third test against England and I was on the way to watch Tottenham um, because me and my dad go whenever we can or we used to (laughs) before uh, we're not allowed anymore but I was actually um, streaming the game on my phone getting so into it and watching it down Tottenham high road (laughs) just surrounded surrounded by all these football guys and there's me going oh ah like just making all these noises about netball and dad dad's probably thinking what an absolute sap like to be head this head over heels for someone that he's just met but at, at the same time he thought it was very very cool um as well but and then I remember the moment where she um she actually had a fall I don't know if you remember that but she no, I can't remember. say I remember specifically Siggy Burhart falling over, but I'm sure it was still <laughs> She had a bit of whiplash. Um, oh. It could have actually been in the second test, but anyway, she had a bit of a whiplash and she massively banged her head and I let out a bit of a... Ah! And, um, <laughs> everyone kind of looked around at me. 
I suppose that kind of confirmed two things in my mind. One, I do actually really like this girl. And two, I think I'm a bit too into netball now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, sorry, Siggy. I, I do obviously look out for you when I watch that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not seared in my mind like it is in James's. But yeah, I think what, what a way to, to have that confirmed when you're watching your girlfriend play international netball and you're like, oh gosh, I'm actually super in- invested. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we we get on to here like the um her playing so as an athlete at that standard she's going through incredible highs and incredible lows um what is that like to experience as somebody you know who you're you're in love and there's only so much that there's this world that she's part of but obviously you get all the the real emotions like so from the outside like I'm I work as a bit of a journalist in netball and it's so easy for me to say wasn't selected, um, didn't make it, didn't have a good game, or were you expecting more? But obviously you're with the person who those comments might apply to. Um, Siggy, you play really amazing netball. I'm not talking about you not playing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm <laughs> like she's here in the room and I have to talk to her, but she's not. Um so yeah, what what is that like as a as a support network? Yeah, so I suppose there's there's levels to it really because with in with anything in sport it's really easy to ignore the context of someone's being when you're th- thinking about someone purely operating in a sport environment. You know, everyone's still human. Everyone still gets affected by human things and emotions, real life stuff. Um, so, you know, it's easier for me to kind of rationalise where she is with her when I know the context of what she's going through. When some people might be purely basing her netball performances just purely on netball and what they see so people can be really critical and you know when you're at that level when you're at the international level you are playing at the highest you possibly can that you are going to be more subject to criticism then um and I suppose quite rightly because you know without challenging people you, you don't improve um now some of the criticism that people that you know, don't necessarily perform the way they should or get selected is completely unjustified. But I'd probably put that in a different kind of box to what is kind of constructive criticism and what's maybe justified because there are certainly individuals on, you know, especially in the social media sphere that go out to attack people, you know, and I know Ziggy's experienced this in the past, but she seems to do deal with it really well, which I'm, you know, I'm really proud of her for. But, you know, when people try to knock her after a bad performance or something like that, there are people just out there to go and put negativity into the world. So mm. no, it, can, it can have its toll. And especially when you try and, you know, ignore that, it, it, you know, there will be times where it will be seemingly a normal day and then Ziggy will all of a sudden just, be upset because she would have been stewing about something that someone had said, or she would have been dwelling on something that maybe had got, hadn't gone so well. And, and then it's just for me to kind of be there to listen and not necessarily because I, you know, I don't know too much about netball. So all I can kind of help her to do is to rationalize it from an emotional standpoint and try to make things better and just try and support her the best I can. So, do you think it? Sorry, do you do you think it helps that you're not so connected to netball that you can? Oh, that it helps you. You know, helps you both. Potentially, I think. I mean, 
I draw a comparison, not that we're anyway near the, the same kind of status level or whatever. Um, James Haskell and Chloe Madeley. Um, James obviously played international rugby and played for Saints and, and played at the highest level of rugby. I remember, you know, podcasts that I've listened to, he was grateful that the fact that she didn't really know explicit detail about rugby or wouldn't, after a game where he had a bit of a shocker, was going up to him and saying, you know, I think you could have done this better. I think your rucking technique wasn't quite up to scratch. Like that kind of stuff could really wind you up. And so I think if I was to do the same and say to Ziggy, yeah, no, you played really well, but I think your technique could have been a bit better on X, Y, Z, that would really wind her up. So I think it's actually good that I have a very superficial knowledge um, of netball. And she she has, I'm comforted by the fact that she has enough um, people in her life in her support network that can give her netball related support and I'm more there from the emotional support um, and and just trying to help guide her through this because realistically we're both trying to you know f- you know find our own way in the world and trying to figure ourselves out so the more that we can help each other along that journey is um, is really good. Yeah, absolutely. Because of course, Siggy not only plays international and then plays for London Pulse, but she also has this corporate job as well. So there are a lot of plates being spun by one person. And then in this time, she's also now doing this and then has has you, a boyfriend and her family. So it must be quite an immense um, work ethic that she has. Yeah, definitely. I think it's clear to see from anyone that kind of engages with is that she's just a complete bundle of energy and fiercely loyal so you know she will definitely go to bat for you on any kind of issue and 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 will work hard for you no matter where you know what kind of arena that's in um I suppose the the corporate job in terms of juggling that only really came about when um she kind of stopped so she was teaching at school and then her contract finished there um and then she was kind of looking for the next job and was kind of assessing her options and this was in lockdown so we had a lot of time to kind of talk and think through this um I think we had a conversation um I said did do you did you ever think about using your degree um and she said oh yeah yeah that's 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 quite a good idea so we explored the routes in which you know things that she might be interested in and now she's kind of landed this job um in financial services now, financial services is an unbelievably demanding industry, um, and I, th- I feel like it's definitely been a steep learning curve for her, as well as trying to balance all the demands of netball, um, especially in a pandemic where things aren't easy, things aren't made easy for you. Uh, you know, trying to train from home, trying to keep motivated while training on your own is an unbelievably hard thing to do. And I've been there with her doing that because I've, I've also had to try and keep fit for rugby, and we've been trying to keep each other motivated that way um but yeah trying to trying to balance um, that work work yeah well we yeah I mean she so we've we've been on runs together that was kind of at the start of lockdown um and then she kind of started doing more stuff that was netball focused and I did I have tried my hand at netball workouts and it kicked my ass so um (laughs) yeah it, I I think I've tried one or two and then decided yeah Diggs I'll probably leave that to you if that's okay (laughs) even as a goal shooter oh my gosh James you're not telling yourself here (laughs) (laughs) and I'm probably also being incredibly unfair I've I've spoken to Daniel Laverpore who I believe will be Siggy's S&C coach and I think the man is a mad genius so I'm sure they're pretty brutal in their design 
<laughs> yeah, I, you know, I did not envy her while I was kind of watching her out the window when I was at my laptop working and she's doing all kinds of just body weight circuits and ridiculous, you know, looking things that just did did not appeal to me, especially in, in the summer when it's so hot as well. Um, oh, and yeah. having, having to do it, just wake up every day and you're kind of doing these Zoom calls. I suppose that that was one thing that was a little bit of a, a saving grace during that time in the first lockdown was the fact that she still had that regular touch point with all her teammates. I think it's really important um, to just have that kind of community and camaraderie um, because I think, you know, we, we all need a bit of that. So, James, we've been really nice about Siggy so far. I think <laughs> I've been maybe even too nice, but we've been very complimentary. Um, Siggy, forgive me for this, but, you know, what... What has Siggy got to work on? Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> what has Siggy's work on? Like, um, yeah, she's the naughty school child. Um, <sighs> hmm. uh, this is so odd. I feel incredibly unfair asking. The, I'm, no, let's go with more like, you know, what will someone be surprised about? when it comes to Siggy? Just the sheer amount of stuff that she has. It's unbelievable. Um, I feel like she has a great support network, but she definitely makes the most of it because I feel like there are various points in the country where she's got free storage out of a lot of people. <laughs> so <laughs> she's just, I mean, as a sports person, you get gifted an unbelievable amount of kit and stash and whatever. But she just, you know, along the way, um, from where she, the various places that she's lived, she's just accumulated so much stuff. And I remember up until about three weeks ago, I still had in my room, despite her living in Stratford now, a massive clothes rack just full to the brim that was about three meters long in my room, like a cast iron, however you know strong that needed to be, the sheer amount of stuff on it. So um, yeah. Maybe maybe giving some stuff away would would be, <laughs> would be the start point, um, and just the de- declutter, um, bless her. No, but yeah, I, I love it because she's such a she's such a giver, and I th- I feel like she thinks that whenever whenever she sees something that may potentially be of use to someone, she'll pick it up, and then because it's she's so kind of scatterbrained at times maybe doesn't get around to giving them that or she has it in storage until the next time that she sees that person. So we kind of just accumulate these gifts that when she finally gets out to seeing them, then hopefully there'll be a bit of declutter. Oh, so she's very thoughtful then, like very considerate when she sees something. That's really nice. Definitely. Look at you, turning one of her greatest weaknesses into a strength. (laughs) You really are a good boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, amazing! And talking of being a good boyfriend, have you met Barbara Nepple Mum? So I've met the infamous Barbara Nepple, <laughs> the biggest Nepple. cheerleader of all time. Yeah, and um, it wasn't hard to spot her as uh, <laughs> Barbara's already fashioned a customized. I don't even think they sell them, which is absolutely hilarious. But um, a customized London Pulse kind of tracksuit top with Ziggy's oh, wow. mum on the back, which I thought was absolutely outstanding. Um, 
And you can also hear Barbara from quite a long way away, which I don't think she'll mind me saying because um, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, she's just a very, very proud netball mum. But yeah, no, we, we did meet. Um, it was the first time we met was um, when London Pulse were playing the Celtic Dragons at the Copper Box, um, which was a very good result for London Pulse. Um, so yeah, it was it was lovely to meet Barb's. Unfortunately, um, our plans to South Africa to spend um, Christmas in South Africa last year were scuppered by COVID. Um, mm. So I'm really looking forward to meeting the whole Berger family. Although I have been warned by the inner circle that uh, I've got a lot coming my way when, <laughs> when 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 I touch down. So I think I'm going to have to be prepared. But yeah, I, I've I've met Barb's. Um, and I'm really looking forward to meeting the rest of the family too. I'm just imagining um, 2023 Netball World Cup South Africa, like Siggy's front row, and it'll be and it, like you two competing for like voice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'll be winning that competition. At any time. <laughs> there's, there's no way. So uh, she, she can win that one. 100%. She can win that one. Oh, and now that you have, I mean, you know, Siggy's not here. Is there anything you would like to share that you think that um, people should know about Ziggy that they don't? Well, there's probably quite a lot. I'm trying to think of the things that I can say on a, pu- a public platform. That- <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure My mind's going to a million different places. Help me rein it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I So Ziggy has some very interesting eating habits. Um I think it's safe to say that we weren't, I think, so a bit of context, Ziggy moved in to my family house, which is where I'm living now, in about March. So in terms of our relationship, how long that was down the line, probably, a big that, yeah, probably known each other by that point, by about four or five months. So still quite early. And obviously then we'd be living in the same space the whole time. Um, and, you know, everyone was getting on top of everyone. But I don't think we were all prepared for some of these eating habits and the different kinds of combinations that she likes to try out of the fridge. Um, because some of the things that we thought, you know, never to put together ever in your life that Ziggy seemed to just be having with eating. So things like um, jam and cheese, like jam oh, no, toast was a big one. Um, you'll have to ask her about peanut butter fingers. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but oh, no. the, way, the way that peanut butter was accessed from one time, she it, it, it taught us to put labels on our jars, basically, <laughs> is, is the outcome of that story. Um, and yeah, just definitely a lot of weird and wonderful combos. We did, um, she did make, which is really lovely, um, chutney chicken. And I know that South Africans are absolutely massive on chutney. Chutney goes with everything, apparently, according to Ziggy. Chutney goes with roast dinners. Chutney goes with spaghetti bolognese. Chutney goes with just about anything that you can put on the plate. If it's drowned in chutney, she's a happy girl. So, um, yeah, those are some probably things. If you thought that Ziggy was at all delicate in the kind of eating arena, you are... <laughs> Sadly mistaken. I found that she she's a big YouTube fan, so like she ends up in these deep YouTube holes. So I wake up in the morning and I've got like three emails and it's like for Ryan 
are you my boyfriend? And then for you, <laughs> it's like these, sometimes these weird eating challenges that she's watching or oh, yeah. all manner of sort of things, which I guess oh. makes me think of you when you were saying that, um, you know, she buys gifts for people. I think, I guess now that she can't buy like gifts, we're just getting these YouTube videos. <laughs> coming. Yeah, out. I think so. I think, um, I think he's really thoughtful and I think she's one of those people that loves to be around other people and is extremely social. So, you know, much yeah. like myself, I think at the moment she lives by herself. So I think it's, it's important, it's important to kind of keep connected for her. And so those are kind of just the small ways. I mean, I got, I got a, uh, a YouTube video sent this morning as well. Funny that you <laughs> that, but uh, yeah. And do you know what? She, she was absolutely in her right to have a little bit of rest time after um, after she finished her last job um, during lockdown. It did get to about a month in, though, when I was kind of working at my desk and I was turning around at like 11 o'clock after she'd finished her uh, workout session and she's just lying there watching YouTube videos. So I was like, yeah, maybe think about getting a job. <laughs> Pushy boyfriend, pushes girlfriend. No, absolutely. <laughs> we all need a bit of structure in our lives eventually. Especially <laughs> the YouTube hole. I feel like you can fall down into that and like hours later emerge and have gained absolutely nothing and yet at the same time seeing everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the classic YouTube wormhole. And looking forwards now, I mean, obviously, like you said earlier, COVID we don't really know when it's going to end and we've had a particularly bad time of it here and obviously it's not much better in South Africa I mean there are obviously massive nuances to that but we hear about their variant we have our variant um it's a bit of a mess but what's next for you guys what are you hoping for going going forwards so in the immediate future I mean, it would just be nice to see each other. <laughs> that, that would be really nice. Right answer. Tick. Yeah. As, 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 sad, as sad as it is to say, it just would be nice to actually give her a, a hug and a cuddle um, because we definitely, I think, we're both in need of that. Um, but, yeah, no, more seriously, I think it's going to be a lot of rolling with the punches over the next few months because I know that the Netball League uh, in England, I think, you know, the kind of start date's been pushed back already, but I know some of the games are being, due, you know, due to being played in Wakefield, which is a long way away. And, um, you know, I, I still don't think, due to my nature of needing to shield, we'll be able to see each other for the next little bit until widespread vaccines are kind of rolled out because, you know, Ziggy's still coming into contact with a lot of people. And I know that, you know, professional sport organisations at the moment are trying to take every precaution that they can to prevent the spread it's still not impossible that someone may contract something or a different strain of a virus that I know are out there. So we just have to be super careful and patient. And, you know, I need to, we both need to kind of give each other in this moment in time, what we need to kind of stay sane, because it is, it is really tough, you know, being in a relationship when you can't see the other person. Um, so things that kind of have really helped us is, just being super busy during the day with our work, checking in with each other, you know, at little intervals, but not kind of being on each other's case the whole day. And then come the end of the day, we can have like a video call. So we have that, you know, point of contact where we're seeing each other's face. And, or even if it's not a FaceTime, it's at least a call just to tell, tell the other person about our day and, you know, <laughs> who said this to that person and all just, just, you know, you know, run of the mill chat. A good debrief. Yeah, exactly. And and just those kind of little little things. Um and then in the future, 
hopefully when this opens all back up and we're able to get out there a bit more i mean i i'm i know we're both dying to go on holiday somewhere because i feel like my skin is becoming so pale i'm almost see-through so <laughs> to see the sun at some point this year would be absolutely amazing and i know ziggy would love to get abroad somewhere um it would be really nice to go and visit. Using big town. yeah 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 exactly um and you know she's well i know the um the tinted moisturizer has been eyeing me up as well but i'm refraining <laughs> for the best of my ability <laughs> um so, so, uh, i respect the honesty i respect <laughs> you be honest right um so a holiday at some point would be really lovely um and then hopefully we get to go to south africa together at some point because like i said i'm really keen to meet the extended family and um, spend some time out there as well so at the moment rolling with the punches in the future we've just got the world at our feet and i think we're we're both really enthusiastic about different ideas that we've got you know in the podcast realm in you know business as well linking up in that and really just trying to further our careers in in the greatest way possible Gosh, James, you sound wonderfully rational. It must it must be an absolute delight to listen to when you're when someone is like very close to the edge. It's like, um, wow. Well, you know, thank you very much for sharing all of that with the listeners and me. Okay. I feel very privileged, okay. and um, I feel very happy also to know that Siggy is in some very safe hands. Um, can't wait to eventually meet you and see you at a game one day. Yeah. whatever that oh, might be yeah. in the in the near future. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, no, I, I very much hope to, to link up with yourself and, and the rest of the guys at the Netball Games in, in the future, whenever that is. But uh, yeah, no, it's been fun. And it's been it's been great talking to you. And uh, hopefully this passes uh, Ziggy's tests. I don't know what they might be, but I'm sure she'll, she'll love it. Yeah, I hope <laughs> so. Ziggy doesn't matter because I'm going to be editing and putting it out anyway. So. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, thanks, James. No problem. Thanks, Chloe. Take care.